Okay. So, God has been showing me recently that he wants us to be servants of all, just like he was. He came to be a servant, and he was, so, and we're called to be like him, so he wants us to be servants, and, uh, Galatians 5.13 says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So, like, there's liberty in Christ. Like, we, we have grace and everything, but that doesn't mean that we can just use the opportunity of liberty just to go and do whatever we want like just whatever the world says is good and think oh well I'm saved by grace like it's all good whatever <clears throat> but we're supposed to like love each other and serve each other and so yeah that's pretty much all I had to say but. Now, Andrew has something to share. Yes, I'm going to get it. Hey, guys. So, you guys all know me because, like, I shared probably, I think, two weeks ago. I'm ready to die. And you know. <laughs> Thank you, Marky. Okay. It's like. Kill him! <laughs> Okay, so, see, Marky, he's ready to die. Um, I'm not going to really go off of that, so we're good. <laughs> Thank you, Marky, for listening to my very short summon sermon. Okay, so, as Bren, like, always opens up, he always opens up in, like, reading a verse. Um, it's like, a verse that just stuck up to me now is Revelation 3.18. So, if you have a Bible, please open it up. If you don't, Bren is not here, so look at your neighbor, and hopefully they will have a Bible. Um, I think it's Revelation 3.18. Let me double check with that. Okay, 3.15. And anybody wants to read it, please. 3.15? 3.15. Go. Whoever wants to read it. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. Keep going. Okay. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. All right, so stop right there. So, if a lot of you guys probably have the words in Christ in red, so if you look at here, it says, it doesn't say anything, the words are in red. So Christ is saying to you, I know your works that neither are cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So basically saying, don't be a lukewarm Christian. Like, if you're a Christian, don't kind of just half go at it. Don't kind of just be, you know what, I'm, I believe in Christ and I believe that he was risen from the dead and I'm satisfied with that. God does not want you to be satisfied in something less than him. He wants you to be of him or against him. I mean, he doesn't want you to be against him, but he's like, hold or hot. It says it right here in the scriptures. I like to think of it as the cross. Like, um, as you know, there are three crosses when um, Christ is crucified. There's Jesus, which is in front of the two crosses. Um, at least I, I, that's my picturing. And on the right side of him, I don't know if it was right or left, but on one side of him, it was the follower who was like, I'm with you, Lord. And then he's like, great is your Lord in heaven, is what he said to the other guy. And the other guy, on the left side of the cross, he said... 
Um, I reject you and all of that. So basically, right there, I think that like the guy on one of the cross was like, I'm for Jesus and I'm with him and I want to go to heaven. And I received his, received his gift. On the other cross, he's like, I reject you. So that's kind of, and then Jesus is in the center. It's like Jesus is, this is Jesus, and you can either choose to be with him or against him. So like, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if you believe in Christ, all of us believe Jesus is real. Great. Guess what? In uh, James, okay, just bear with me on here. Somewhere in the Bible, it says, <laughs> okay, sure, in James, just read the whole book and you might find it. Um, <laughs> well, after the night's over. Um, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, it says in James, we'll say, that even the devils believe in God. I mean, that's true. They believe in uh, God. What? Chapter 5. Okay, so chapter 5 in James. Read the whole chapter. <laughs> and it says, even the devils believe in God. So, like, right now we believe in God, all right? And so do the devils. So, like, what are we doing that's make us above the devils, okay? And, like, all of the demons and all of, all of Satan's uh, army or whatever. So, like, God wants us to be not lukewarm. It says, Revelation 3.18, as I was just reading, um, he doesn't want you to be cold. He says, sorry, he doesn't want you to be cold or hot. Sorry, he wants you to be cold or hot. He doesn't want you to be in the middle. So, like, I'm saying to you guys, like, right now, like, an encouragement, like, you may feel that you're doing really well with Jesus, and he agrees with you completely, but then he says, you know what, you can take it even further. There's no limit on how deep you can go with Jesus. I'm like, seriously, like, there is no limit. I mean, like, have you ever thought about how close you can get to Jesus? I'm like, seriously, think about that for a second. Like, okay, God's perfect, okay? Imagine the world as a golf ball, okay? And the golf ball is inside the world. So uh, say this is a golf ball right here, okay? And then the whole world is the entire universe. And God's bigger than that. He created that. So like, you're saying like, so God created the golf ball, which is us and the earth. And he loves the little tiny dots inside the earth, which is called people. And then we think that only believing in God is that's the maximum level of just believing in God. It's like, I encourage you guys, and I, I want to set forth to you guys, like, you know what? Christ is so much more than anything that we, like, can ever imagine. Okay, it says in Ephesians ah, 2-something, okay, it says in Ephesians 2-something, like, I can accomplish anything beyond your wildest, like, thoughts. So, like, just think about that, like, seriously. We think of, like, you know, I believe in God, and I go to church every Sunday, and I read my Bible, and I pray, and then God really admires your persistence, but then he says, you know, you can take it even further than you, than you know. In Ephesians 2, it says, you can take it deeper and more intimate than, any, than anything you would ever think of. So, like, just to say all of that, like, I really encourage you guys to, like, say that you can be satisfied with Christ, and that is a good, solid virtue. But, like, to you, there's no limit on how deep you can be with Christ. So, like, I mean, for me, it's, like, a huge encouragement, because it's, like, wow, I can feel, like, God's presence, like, seriously, every single day. But, like, I'm, like, wait, wait, wait. In Ephesians 2, it's, like, what? He, it says he can make me more than anything of my wildest thoughts. And I have some pretty wild thoughts, just as heads up to everybody. So I'm like, he can make me more than that. It's like, what is more than that? So like, I don't know, like, whatever your guys' wildest thoughts are, God will make you more than that. Um, 
So, like, I, I'm going to keep sharing. Um, that's just one topic to think of. Um, and then, like, to kind of support that topic. Okay. We're all probably, like, 14 or older, between 14 and 19. So that's about a five-year gap. I, um, maybe there's a few younger. I don't know, life may be, like, 12. Um. <laughs> hey, don't make fun of my brother. How old are you? So, <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so it's two. So, but anyway, so oh boy, that was the hand going up. <laughs> um, so another point to like to support that, I bet you like all of us have been to a church service, Bible study, worship night, prayer night, just any kind of thing where we get together to celebrate Jesus at least a hundred times. Okay. Now, what do you take away? What have you taken away from being so close with Christ? Okay, so like, imagine this. I bet you Stephen Kohler has been to Sunday night, this Bible study, at least 200 times. Okay, so like about 200 times. And you guys can fill in your own numbers. So like it'd be like, I don't know, like 190, 75, 14, whatever. I don't even know. There's like a whole bunch of numbers, okay? And that's not to compare anything, okay? But, like, what have you taken away? What has this Bible study changed your life for? Has it changed your life at all? Are you the same when you came, or are you different when you came? What is God doing in your life, and are you letting him continually influence you, influence you as when you first started believing in him? So, like, when we go to church continually, like, right, okay? So we're going to church, and then we're like, I'm so for Jesus, and then after going to church for about three years, you might think to get like, you know what, I'm satisfied with Jesus. And like, I am content with this. But you know what, as I was saying earlier, you, there's no level on how deep you can go. Ephesians 2. I'm going to go back to that verse again. That's probably like one of my favorite verses now. Um, there's no limit on how, like, basically is what it's saying on how deep you can go with God. You, I will fulfill your wildest um, thoughts. I will make them, I have more thoughts towards you and more thoughts for you than your wildest thoughts for you have ever imagined. Um, so, like, with that all said, <clears throat> when you, however, long, how many ever, however long you've lived and how many ever sermons you've been to, right, what, is that what has changed you in the past and what is now forming in you that's currently um, churning you up and, like, building you up and um, liberating you from sin and, like, getting you closer to God. What is making you closer to God right now than, it, than, what, than when it was six months ago? <laughs> okay, so imagine six months ago where you guys were all at. All right? Everybody, single person. Imagine six months where you're at. It's probably back in August. Okay, so imagine August, maybe July. Where were you guys at in your life? Okay, just imagine that. Okay. So now with that said... What is different? Are you more closer to Christ or are you further away from him? Are you intimate with him or following sin? Are you, have you fallen into sin or are, you, or, or are you following sin? What's the difference between now and six months ago? Or even now and between last week, you can take any time zone you want to. Like yesterday, what's the difference between you and now? Like seriously, okay, so imagine four years ago. What was so different about me four years ago? Alright, what was so different about me? Like, I want you guys to ask yourself that same question. What was, what made, what makes me, uh, what's changed in me in the last four years? Maturity. Huh? 
<laughs> okay, sure, sure, that's a good one. Yes, that's a really good one, okay? And then you take it to like, okay, so two years ago, what happened two years ago? Like, what's changed me since two years ago? And then what's changed me since last year? What's changed me since six months, three months, a month, two weeks, one week, and then up to three days ago? What has God changed me since three days? I like to think, like, sometimes I'm like, you know, I can't believe I said that on Monday. That was such a dumb thing to say. I'm like, God, what was I thinking? Well, one thing I can think of that is his identity crisis. Like, that wasn't me. That was just a flesh man coming out instead of the spirit man that follows God. Um, the flesh man was just coming out. Like, my old self was just coming out. But another way I like to think of it as, like, you know, I'm continually growing in Christ. That <laughs> I don't have to feel like that was a horrible, like, that's, I live a horrible life since I made this huge mistake on Monday. But, like, since three days later, like, guess what God did in three days? He rose his son from the dead. So, now, like, that's just God's standard, and I can't compare to anything to that. So, like, what can I do? Just curious. What can I do in three days from now? Like, what will happen? What will, you guys, what will all your guys' life look like three days from now? Will it look better, or will it look worse? <laughs> and, like, you may think if it does look worse in three days, don't feel discouraged. Because, like, I mean, <laughs> sorry, like... <laughs> Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about life here, just life. <laughs> L-I-F-E. <laughs> well, see, I see life as like a totally a point where I can just like be relaxed. Or, so uh, anyway, back on topic. Um, <laughs> um, that's, a, that's, a word, that's a good word, like, so you can thumbs up on that. Um, so like, as I was saying, so like, are you continually growing, like, every single day with Christ, like, so intimate that, like, three days ago, like, you know, I was so far, like, down in the dust three days ago? Or are you, like, you know, I'm the same, so, like, I have to feel discouraged about three days ago. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I, like, ask you guys these questions. Like, are you guys continually and more intimately every single day following Christ? And, like, some people might not know how to do that. Like, like how do I get more intimate with Jesus Christ? I mean, there could, there's so many ways you can get intimate with Christ. There's, like, prayer. There's worship. And then there's, <laughs> there's the Bible. I mean, like, there's so much in here that I did not know six months ago. Okay, six months ago, if I would have known what was in the Bible, I would have, like, dug into it. And now, six months later... I love what's in the Bible, and I study it every, like, single day. I can't live without this thing, okay? So, like, if you guys don't know what's in this thing, like, this is called the sword of the spirit. This is, this is Jesus' weapon. <laughs> so, like, do you guys really know what's in here? Do you know other than just John 3.16 or, or that Matthew's the book of the story of Jesus and Psalms are good for songs and Proverbs I heard is wisdom... Genesis is the creation book, and Revelation you finish. But there's probably about 60 books in between there that just give you directions on how to live life. Okay, no matter what I say, no matter what Brandon says, no matter what anybody says to you guys, okay, this is, this is getting a little bold here. <laughs> you, can, you can take all of that in, and then when you get home, you can reject every single word on accident, not on purpose. Like, like, you know, I really like what you said, Brandon. Thanks. I'm going to go home. And then if you get back into your old environment, into your old habits, it can just wash away instantly without you even knowing it. I know every single person in this room. No, not every single person, like, um, close. But I know every single person in this room has, like, had a really cool moment, like, at Disneyland or uh, playing a sports game or 
uh, coming from a Sunday night Bible study, and then they go to their house, and then it's just like, like all gone. Like, why is that? Like, why do I not have this fulfilling, like, character, per se, um, while I'm at home when I'm not at home? And the reason why is because, like, we fall into, like, like, because we live, we're, like, all 15 years old, right? And maybe older, maybe younger. Except <laughs> <Except> for life. <laughs> um, <laughs> geez, this is, like, a base right there. I'm, like, safe. I'm good. I'm tagging you. Um, <laughs> So we've all gone through, we've always, we've, all of us, all like, I don't, there's actually quite a lot of people here, like 27 people here, have all developed habits, good or bad, it doesn't matter, okay? So, and we have developed bad habits because we're human, okay? So like we go back into our home and like we see those old habits there, but I encourage you guys to break those old habits, like break my uh, chains for your amazing grace. That whole song is like tear, uh, tear breaking, I guess. It's like, <laughs> it's just like amazing grace, like wow, like. Grace can, like, make me go free of all of my bad habits. Like, I have so many bad habits, and, like, when I recognize them all, like, I start to cry, and I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to live life this way. Um, so, yeah, just to say all that, like, <laughs> I encourage you guys to, like, study through the Bible and find really good stuff. And be like, wow, that's really good. And then realize that there's so much more. And then when you grow in your character, <laughs> then you start to realize the weirdest things in verses, like, I like to think that... I'm going to read this um, out of my journal real quick. Um, so like, but, but to conclude the last thing I said, um, you can like take the, main, the best... You can go to the best sermon like worth a million... You have to pay a million dollars to get into this whole conference throughout the weekend. And it was like a great message. This guy makes billions of dollars each week. But you can go home and you can reject that whole thing on accident. So I encourage you guys to like take it, write it down, and like continually studying it and make it a part of your flow. Like I don't want to, like I like to think of it as like God gives us so many bolts of flash, bolts of like lightning, like everywhere, lightning there, lightning there. Like you know, this is my glory. Now, do you want it? Do you want my glory, or do you want to go back into the desert where there's no storms? I mean, I there's probably some more storms there. Anyway. Um, so like God gives us flashes of lightning, like so, so, so much. And then like, do we pursue? Do we go? and look for more of his glory, or do we, are we just content with every flash of once a month? So like I, can, I encourage you guys to go right to the storm, which is, <laughs> this is the Bible, and just find flashes of lightning everywhere. Every single problem you guys have, and there's a lot of them, trust me, because there's like 30 people here, and there's probably 20 problems for each person, so do the math, that's probably, that's a lot of problems. The Bible has all of the answers. There's, that's how big God is. There's like probably like 600 problems going around in this room right now, all right? All of you guys have problems. I know that because you're human. I see every single one of human. If I see an alien, then I won't preach to him or I won't talk to him. So, but no, since you guys all have problems, the Bible has all of the answers. So God knows all of your problems. He's, he, he, uh, I like to say that every single... <laughs> Racist. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um... Anyway, you totally distracted me. Like, Illegal. All right, you, you, you. Okay, I'm gonna read this thing from my book. <laughs> okay. So, as I was saying, when you read your Bible, okay. Um, one thing is when you read your Bible, a lot of people think, "Oh, my Bible." Um, it's really stressful when I read through. It's like I hate going to my Bible because, like, I always don't get something in it. Okay. Like, I always don't get something from it. Sometimes I just read it. And then, like, it doesn't come. It's just not in there. You don't have the spirit of 
like, I've gone through this so many times. Like, I've read my Bible, like, I don't want to read my Bible every day because I don't get anything out of it. Like, why is that? Because, <clears throat> well, I don't know. You guys have to figure that out. <laughs> but, like, basically, like, I'm just going to use me as an example. Like, the part where I'm at now, like, six months ago, I'm just going to say, when I was reading the Bible, it wasn't very strong. It wasn't very, like, I could read it and I could understand these verses, but I did not apply it to my life at all. The farther you along, the farther along you guys get in your walk, the more sense the scriptures make um, sense to you. Okay, because like if you're a brand new um, converted Christian, you're not going to understand a really tough passage. Um, the like Matthew six twenty two. It says, "Don't know what your right hand's doing when your left hand is not doing that." Like that doesn't make any sense. Like what? I I don't. What this is the mouth from Jesus? I don't understand this. So you gotta start with the simple stuff, and then when you progress in character and find out more of God's heart, then you understand more and more. And God gives you like His glory, and then it just gets bigger and bigger. You're like, it's like a, it's like an upside down pyramid. Imagine an upside down pyramid. You start at God's glory, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger as you walk. Sure. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so like, imagine like how big the pyramids are, right? That's how much God's glory is. It's actually bigger than that. Like, I just want to use that as an example for like a, a mental thing. Like, okay, so I have one block, which is the very top of the pyramid upside down. That's where I'm at. And I see my friend who's like this crazy Christian lover, and he's at level two. <laughs> and I don't know how many levels are on the uh, pyramids. There's probably like 300 of them, maybe even more. I don't know. So that's a lot. That's really big. And God's bigger than that. Why do we make God so small when he's so big? Why do we put God inside of a box and say, God, I really want you to like, work around my life in this area, this area, and that area. Why do we say, God, help me with my anger. Help me with um, my relationships. Help me with my um, sports team. And help me with these two areas as well. But like, seriously, that's just the layer. That's just that. Okay, do you know how big the world is? It's the whole, it's, it's 360 degrees. It's like this. And why do we just say, God, just do this? God is so big, and we put him in such a small box. So, like, I encourage you guys to find out how big God is. Um, a really good video, I'm going to recommend to you guys. Because <laughs> that, that, I know there's some truth in those videos. Um, one is by Francis Chan. It's the off factor of God. That's really good. It shows you how big God is. It's kind of, it doesn't show you, literally. But, um, it's a picture of God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys should go look it up. <laughs> um, no, it shows you like a picture of Earth um, in, while you're inside Earth, and then it goes to like the atmosphere, and then it goes to like bigger and bigger. It just gets bigger. It's a really cool thing. All Factor of God by Francis Chan. Another thing which may, I, I watched today, and I understood it more than I did like a week ago when I watched it, is God's love letter. It kind of shows... It, and it's all from the scripture. It's not from anybody's just like thought. It's all from scripture, okay? So like if you want to know some really cool verses, look up uh, God's love letter. Alright? It's really good. It's, it basically, basically just shows you how much God loves you. And like, do you guys really understand how much God loves you? God loves you, and what all he wants is to... I think, I forget the exact verse, but it says, 
I, I, I gave up all of my desires so that I may gain your love. Okay, God, okay, you, you think of all, like, all, like the coolest dude who has all the coolest desires, like just name a person who has all like really cool desires, right? Uh, and like, wow, that's just really cool. Like, oh, that's just like, I really want to be that person or, or just whatever. And then God has more than that because he has all the desires like ever he has, has. But then he says, I don't want any of those desires because I want your love. It's like, you know, I don't want any of that. I want your love. I gave up everything I had that I might gain your love, might. So like, consider how much God loves us and how much we don't love him back is heartbreaking. I love it how um, Brandon went over John. Um, it just shows you like how much, first John, um, it shows you like how much God loves us. And it's like, why aren't we loving him back like crazy? <laughs> we like get caught up in school and we get caught up in work and we get caught up in just life. And we put God for nighttime reading and morning time devotions and pray for him um, no, we not pray for him. We pray when we eat, and we pray at Sunday night Bible study. And that's all we do. That's, that's a good, that's a, a lot of what Christians do. That's just a Christian for you. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> why don't we love him unconditionally? Because, seriously, he loves us unconditionally, and he's a God who's all-powerful, who has everything, and he wants us. We don't have anything, and we want more of nothing. We want, when the real thing that we're not having is Christ. It's like, I just really want to say to you guys that like, why don't you pursue God as he pursues you? If, I mean, if you guys all pursue him like unconditionally, then that's amazing. Um, it's like, I encourage you guys that like, I know I've been in your area or I don't know, I mean, I'm just, Saying this to me, and then I'm gonna receive it back. Um, it says in Proverbs three five, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. So I just like trust in the Lord. All right, I, I like the whole thing as well, but I'm just gonna um, phrase trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Okay, check that out. Trust in the Lord. It's like you've got to trust and make sure that you. Wait, he wants you to like. I don't know how to quite um, articulate this real quick. Um, okay, so when we read the Bible, um, at least uh, some of us, when we read the Bible, we don't like quite get his word, okay? Um, and then we're like not quite sure of what it is, so then we leave and then we go live life. Just not life, just go live. It's not life, it's just living. Right. <laughs> um, so I use him as a base. Like, I'm getting energy from him whenever I, like, talk about him, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's, like, powerful. <laughs> um, so, I, I might have just distracted myself there. Um, <laughs> but, like, why don't we, like, where was that? Can someone, like, spark something where I was at? Yes, thank you. All right, so, like, we read the Bible, and then we're not sure about it. So, like, you know, I don't think that there's something really in here that will help me with life right now where I'm at. So I'm just going to go right here. Trust in the Lord that he will give you your understanding, give you understanding from him, not your own understanding, but understanding from him so that you might live life, that you will live life. It's like I'm reading the Bible, like, you know, I really don't know how to um, overcome my anger right now, so I'm just going to do it by myself. <laughs> it says, 
that we cannot do anything through us. We cannot have enough strength through us alone to accomplish anything. Only by the grace of God can we overcome our things and by the love of his son and by the love of him that we can overcome things. So like, I encourage you guys, like right here, if you dig deep and if you earnestly seek him with all of your heart, you will find him. Psalms 30, I don't know what that verse says, but you guys, you read the whole book of Psalms and you'll find it, okay? So I encourage you guys to read the whole book of Psalms just to find this one verse. Seek him with all of your heart and you will find him. All right, some people don't even like, they just read their Bible and they find him. All right, and that is a true gift, but seek, you, seek him. Jesus Christ, the God, who, the, the, uh, God who sent his son to die on the earth, seek him with all of your heart, and you will find him. All right, so like, that's just awe. Like, I'm going to find Jesus if I seek him with all of my heart. So I think I'm done for you. <laughs> oh, you're recording that whole thing? Oh, I'm going to have to listen to So for me, um, what I wanted to share goes right off of what Andrew had to say and what he had to share, um, just about pursuing Christ um, and that he, Christ, God, the Godhead, wants your heart and he wants you to pursue him. Um, But at the same time, he will pursue you and he will continue to come after your heart through people, through um, visions, through thoughts, through, through circumstances. He'll kind of go through a bunch of um, a bunch of ways to pursue your heart, and so it's it's our responsibility and our choice to respond to that, and then we respond to that by seeking him in return. Um, it's like it's like a relationship with uh, uh, guy girl, husband wife is the man is a pursuer. Christ is the pers- the man in this relationship, and he will pursue us, but the bride has to respond. If there's no response, then there's nothing that happens from that. Um, So yeah, just some verses I wanted to share uh, is going off of what Andrew said uh, uh, with being, uh, pursuing Christ and finding out how deep God is uh, and what he was talking about as far as maturing. And Selena said a great word about just maturity. That's That's a difference that we have from when we're 12 to when we're 16. 17, 14, 15, you just kind of experience different stages of maturity. And the same uh, applies to um, the same applies to your walk with Christ, but it's not necessarily age-specific. I mean, there's certain people who are really young who have amazing walks, and there's um, people that are older that just don't follow uh, that, that aspect of their life. So some verses from Ephesians um, talking about maturity. It starts out in verse 13. Um, this is a little out of context, but it says, We all should attain to unity in faith. It's talking about the body of Christ, so all of us should attain to unity. To do perf- to the perfect knowledge of the Son of God. So we, we should pursue the perfect knowledge of the Son of God. Um, and then after your heart, and he wants you to pursue him. 
Um, but at the same time, he will pursue you, and he will continue to come after your heart through people, through um, visions, through thoughts, through, through circumstances. He'll kind of go through a bunch of, um, a bunch of ways to pursue your heart. And so it's, it's our responsibility and our choice to respond to that. And then we respond to that by seeking him in return. Um, it's, like, it's like a relationship with uh, uh, guy-girl. Husband, wife is the man is a pursuer. Christ is the pers- the man in this relationship, and he will pursue us. But the bride has to respond. If there's no response, and there's nothing that happens from that. Um, so yeah, just some verses I wanted to share uh, is going off of what Andrew said uh, uh, with being uh, pursuing Christ and finding out how deep God is. Uh, and what he was talking about as far as maturing. And Selena said a great word about just maturity. That's a, that's a difference that we have from when we're 12 to when we're 16, 17, 14, 15. You just kind of experience different stages of maturity. And the same uh, applies to uh, the same applies to your walk with Christ. But it's not necessarily age-specific. I mean, there's certain people who are really young who have amazing walks. And there's um, people that are older that just don't follow uh, that that aspect of their life. So some verses from Ephesians uh, talking about maturity. Uh, It starts out in verse 13. Um, This is a little out of context, but it says, we all should attain to unity in faith. It's talking about the body of Christ, so all of us should attain to unity to to the perfect knowledge of the Son of God. So we we should pursue the perfect knowledge of the Son of God. Um, And then after that, the Son of God, namely, to a mature manhood and to a perfect measure of Christ's moral stature. Um, So just discovering is, that's, that's a high call. Perfect measure of Christ's moral stature. I mean, Christ was perfect, 100% perfect. Um, so just understanding what that is um, and seeking after that. And uh, like I said, that word for me that stuck out was maturity, uh, is we, we should pursue unity for maturity. And it comes from fellowshipping with each other on nights like this and maybe at um, during the week at school or wherever, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, uh, is pursuing it with people of like-minded intent um, of pursuing Christ to attain to that perfect perfect measure of moral stature. So yeah, that's that's mostly what I had to say and just really liked what Andrew had to share. Okay, well, they're wrapping up down there, but um, if anybody has something like Real quick, um, they want to share. We can. We have a couple more minutes. So, floor's open. Hey, Kaylee's got something. Yeah. Um. Just real quick. It kind of sucks because I stole online, but oh well. <laughs> um. I just wanted to kind of quickly remind you guys of thank you. Um. Just simply about what it means to have a relationship with God. Can someone answer that question for me? What does it mean to have a relationship with God? Give me a general answer to that question. 
Whitney? Exactly. So, um, me being the stupid person that I am, for years and years and years, growing up in a private home, you know, going to private school, having amazing parents and a good family, I thought that it was simply enough just to go to church, and I could not read my Bible to save my life. It was so hard for me, because I hate reading. So, reading your Bible, you know, plus I thought I knew everything anyway, because, you know, I went to church quite often, and... Before I knew it, my life completely changed, and I became a very worldly person with no relationship with God at all. And I actually got to the point where I was in serious pain because of it, because of my choices. We all have things, um, it varies from person to person, but we all have things that tempt us. Um, for a guy, it might be sexual immorality. Um, it might be maybe drugs, you know, whatever the case is, we all have something that we're tempted to do. Um, this is a high school group, right? High school is filled with all kinds of temptations constantly. And we all have those. And I completely gave in to mine not knowing who God was or anything so badly to where even though I was hurt from all of it, I openly told God in my head, I'm not going to follow you. I don't know, because I would rather be hurt by these guys. I'd rather be hurt in all these different ways than sit there and try to read my Bible and try to have a relationship with you. I viewed Christians not as brothers and sisters. I viewed Christians as people that were there to judge me. And the truth is, some do. But the purpose of us is to encourage each other and build each other up and teach each other. And, you know, throughout the past couple years, I, you know, I began to have a relationship with God. And I started out with one chapter a night. Then I started out with doing two chapters. And before you know it, I actually was digging into the Bible and knowing the God that I wanted to serve. And I had a relationship with him, and he brought me healing. So I wanted to point out um, a couple things from that. One, if you have a relationship with God... Great, hold on to it and get it deeper, and don't let anything stand in your way. And if you don't, make a point to give up all that stuff because it just hurts you in the end. God loves you. He's all-knowing. He's only going to want the best for you, so him telling you not to do things, it's not because, you know, it's a simple rule. It's because he loves you and he knows what's best. And I screw up daily. <laughs> I really do. Everyone knows it. But... Fortunately enough for me, God blessed me with really good close friends that are strong Christians. I have an amazing boyfriend that is really strong Christian, and I have my best friend Whitney over there who is constantly encouraging me and telling me, Kaylee, what did you do this time? <laughs> so I just encourage you to dig into your Bible, know the God that you're serving, and put aside any sort of sin you may or may not have to get closer to God, give it up because it's worth it, and surround yourselves by people that are with the same goals, because they'll help you out a lot.
Usually end at like 7:45, right? Yeah. Okay, so we we have time for like one more person if anybody wants, or if you have to go, um, if your parents are waiting for you, then feel free to go. But if anybody else has something to share, real quick, nobody. Okay. Um, I don't know what kind of announcements Brandon had, but we'll probably go back to the history thing next week as long as he's not teaching downstairs. And we are still going to go to Hot Shots tonight if you guys want to come hang out. Um, and you can... <coughs> yeah, Wednesday is for high schoolers going through the Pilgrim's prog Progress. And Monday night, tomorrow night's for college age people and uh, yeah so if you guys want to go to Hot Shots if you have something you want to share then we can talk about it at Hot Shots or whatever so let's pray dear Lord thank you for this time that we're able to have and uh, pray that everybody receives something from you tonight and if there's anything spoken that was not of you I pray that um, we just when it remember it and pray that you would bless the rest of our night protect us as we go home and be with brandon if he's still stuck in traffic and in your name amen, amen.